88K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines. A fourth sailor has been rescued from an engineering vessel that snapped in two in waters southwest of Hong Kong at the weekend. Twelve bodies have been found in the sea. Health authorities have asked a primary school in Tokwa Wan to suspend one of its classes after three students and a teacher tested positive for COVID-19. And New World Group says it will try out a four-and-a-half-day work week for employees this summer. Guangdong authorities say 12 bodies have been found after a vessel sank in waters off Yangjiang during Typhoon Chaba over the weekend. Another 14 are still missing. Earlier, mainland authorities reported that another man had been rescued this morning. Hong Kong's government flying service has also been taking part in the operation. The service's air crewman officer, Cyrus Zito, told RTHK that he rescued three men on Saturday. After hoisting up two of the sailors at the same time, he went back down to pick up a third. It was hard for us to work out what would happen next. We didn't know whether they could hold on any longer. Given how tilted the vessel was, I believe they had to use a lot of strength to hold on to the railings. We were very worried about them, especially since we'd already located them. We didn't want to see them fall into the sea right in front of our eyes. Health authorities have asked a primary school class in Tokwa Wan to suspend one of its classes after three students and a teacher tested positive for COVID-19. Joanne Wong has more. Of the 1,645 local coronavirus infections reported by health authorities, 600 came from schools. The Center for Health Protection said it has asked a school in Tokwa Wan to suspend the primary six class after three students and a teacher contracted the virus. The CHP's Tran Shuk Kwan said two of the students were found to carry the Omicron variants BA4 or BA5. Ma Tao Chong, a government primary school, class 6C. There are three students and one teacher uh, having been infected. There are two students that are known to be BA4 or BA5 subvariants. So we suspect that the students and the teacher um, might all be case of subvariants. So for this class, face to face classes will have to be suspended. Three other schools have also been asked to suspend certain classes after infections emerged. Meanwhile, there are 196 imported infections and no new deaths. Today was the first day of work for top officials in the new administration led by Chief Executive John Lee. Some of them said they would strive to achieve objectives set out by President Xi Jinping and deliver on Mr Lee's campaign pledges. Wendy Wong has more. Chuck Wing-Heng, who's the new deputy chief secretary, said he met with the chief executive for more than two hours yesterday to discuss a key speech delivered by President Xi Jinping on Friday. The president directed John Lee's administration to enhance governance, strengthen the SAR's development momentum, take solid steps to improve people's livelihoods and uphold the city's harmony and stability. Mr. Chuck said during his meeting with a new CE, they discussed ways to achieve these targets. I will work hard in a responsible and daring manner with my colleagues in the politically appointed team and the civil service, he said. 
The new Secretary for Home and Youth Affairs, Alice Mack, says her priority is to implement work set out in Mr. Lee's election platform, including devising a blueprint for youth development and setting up care teams with a network of volunteers in all 18 districts. She said she and her colleagues will come up with a comprehensive work plan. A local company says it will try out a four-and-a-half-day work week this summer. New World Group is giving workers at several several of its units half a Friday off from this month until the end of September for the same pay. On top of that, they, they also can work remotely for one day each week. The company says this is part of its family-friendly approach and hopes the measures will make employees more motivated and productive. And the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers. There will be more showers and isolated squally thunderstorms tomorrow morning. Temperatures will range between 27 and 30 degrees. Moderate to fresh southwesterly winds strong offshore at first. The outlook, occasional showers and thunderstorms in the following couple of days. The weather will improve gradually and it will be hot in the latter part of this week. The current temperature is 29 degrees Celsius with relative humidity of 82%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. Around two dozen home buyers have sought the Consumer Council's help after they encountered trouble in relation to a housing development that was previously owned by the China Evergrande Group. The home buyers each say they paid deposits under the group's 90% mortgage guarantee, but the, de- the developer that has taken over the Changshawan project is asking for higher down payments. The home buyers say they want to terminate their transactions and get their deposits back, but haven't been able to. One of the lawmakers helping them, Doreen Kong, says the council could use its litigation fund if the case goes to court. The Consumer Council they will take a very serious stance and they promise that they will try their best to help the purchaser. They agree to take three actions. First action is to continue the mediation between the buyers and the developer. Secondly, is try to approve the funding so that the purchaser can use the legal action to claim back the deposit. Number three is about the consumer education, about this kind of briefing plan. A catering union said it's helping around 100 former employees of Asia Catering to recover unpaid wages after several eateries under the group shut down without warning earlier this month. Kelly Yu reports. Mala Liangzi, Mi Lemongrass and Coconut Shakudu were among the restaurants under Asia Catering that had shuttered on July 1st. The 18 Establishment Employees General Union told a press conference that over 100 staff are affected by the unexpected closures, with overdue salaries and MPF funds amounting to over $3 million. One of the workers, surnamed Lee, said she's seeking $60,000 from her employer. I feel very shocked. We didn't expect the closure at all. We are very disappointed because the company owes us salaries and holidays. We have gone through a lot working in the catering sector, and it's hard to get a new job. The union's head secretary, Wong Pitman, said the Labor Department and Mandatory Providence Fund Schemes Authority need to step in. It will take at least a year for workers to get their compensation with all these procedures. We hope that the Labour Department can form a working group to look into this special case involving so many workers and offer compensation to the workers as soon as possible. 
A Labour Department representative present at the press briefing said officials will provide assistance by helping affected workers get in touch with their employers and file requests for compensation. A 28-year-old man has been remanded in custody after he appeared in court charged with murdering his ex-girlfriend last week. The defendant, Lo Chun Meng, is accused of murdering the yoga instructor, Aqua Chow, at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel sometime between last Friday and Saturday. No plea was entered and the case has been adjourned until October 17th, pending further police investigations. The District Court has found six men guilty of a range of triad-related charges. One of them did not turn up for the hearing and an arrest warrant has been issued. Timmy Sung reports. The case stemmed from a police undercover operation that lasted nearly two years and ended in July 2018. The court heard that the defendants claimed to be part of a triad organization or invited others to join, with one of them, Cheng Chun Wing, claiming on one occasion to be the leader of the washing wall. An arrest warrant was issued for Cheng, who did not show up for the hearing. Judge Kwok Wai Kin asked for community service reports for the defendants at the request of lawyers, but added that cases like these normally result in a jail sentence. The five defendants were remanded in custody until sentencing on the 23rd of this month. Financial regulators in Hong Kong and on the mainland say they are working on a new mutual market access programme called Swap Connect. It will allow offshore investors to take part in interest rate derivative transactions with mainland investors so they can hedge against renminbi interest movements. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority said the institutions concerned were aiming for a launch in six months' time, with the initial phase starting with northbound trading. Speaking at a financial summit, Chief Executive John Lee said the new programme was another milestone in the integration of mainland and Hong Kong financial markets. Hong Kong investors and foreign investors, the settlement and clearing activities will be well handled under this mechanism, and the derivative products markets will also be promoted. Swap Connect, for the first time, has introduced this connectivity for derivative products so that we enjoy greater diversity of products for investment. Police have launched an investigation after an officer's locker was allegedly broken into and $1,600 went missing. It's understood that the incident took place at the force's Kowloon East Regional Headquarters yesterday. Officers later discovered a total of 17 lockers had been tampered with. Turning overseas, a senior Ukrainian official says the country's troops are setting up fortifications to prevent Russian forces advancing westward after the fall of Lysychansk. Sergei Haidai, governor of the Russian-occupied province of Luhansk, said Ukrainian forces had not been cutting had not been cut off during their retreat or suffered any losses during the manoeuvre. Our military could have held the city for a long time, but Russia currently has a huge advantage in artillery and ammunition. They would simply have destroyed the city from a distance, so there was no point in staying. We would have been surrounded and had to sit there while the city was being shelled. Therefore, we decided not to allow an encirclement. Russia has now stepped up its bombardment of cities in the Donetsk region. 
Rescuers in northern Italy have resumed their search for at least 20 people still missing after an avalanche in the Dolomites. At least six people were killed when parts of a glacier collapsed on the mountain on Sunday. The mayor of Canazze village, Giovanni Bernard, said the authorities are also providing emotional support. Some relatives of the victims have arrived. Others are on their way. We've made a psychological support group available to them. We try to give them some comfort. There is an objective difficulty because it is also an emergency for us. We try to manage this moment with a lot of dignity. Police in Denmark say the deadly shooting in a shopping mall in Copenhagen was not terror-related. They say the 20-year-old, 22-year-old suspect was known to have mental health issues and that he acted alone and appeared to have selected his victims at random. Three people, including two teenagers, were killed and four others wounded. These people were nearby when the shooting started. We were just about to order food and then we heard shooting. Two, three, four shots. So I said to my daughter, who had taken a seat, to lie down. Then we ran into a disabled toilet and we closed the door. Suddenly we heard shots. I think I heard ten shots. And then we ran through them all and ended up in a toilet where we huddled together and waited. There were about 11 of us, I think. We were really scared. It's been a terrible experience. To Australia, where more than 30,000 residents of Sydney and its surroundings have been told to evacuate or prepare to leave their homes amid bad weather conditions. Sydney is bracing for what could be its worst flooding in 18 months. During a news conference, the Premier of New South Wales said evacuation warnings and orders affected 32,000 people across the state. The region has been flooded four times in three months already. Here's how residents are reacting. We're over it. We're so over it. Four times in three months is a bit bit much for all of us. A lot of us aren't coping. There's a lot of people in the area that are elderly with illnesses and stuff like that. And we're, yeah, basically, we're stuck, we're stranded. One in a hundred year uh, rain, one in a hundred, uh, one in a thousand. Where does it stop? You know what I mean? Like, it's like Mother Nature leaves, <laughs> it doesn't spare anyone really. And it's just, we're, we're just being really unlucky, you know? Inflation in Turkey has hit the highest level in 24 years. Official official figures show it rose in June to 78.6% when compared with the same month last year. The BBC's Victoria Craig reports. The war in Ukraine is continuing to exacerbate an already smoldering inflation situation in Turkey. In June, Russia's war, which has disrupted global food and energy supply chains, helped send transportation costs up 123 percent from a year ago, while food and beverage prices soared 93 percent. But many are growing increasingly skeptical of the reliability of official statistics. Unlike other global central banks, Turkey's under pressure from President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has chosen not to use Use higher interest rates to combat inflation. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. A fourth sailor has been rescued from an engineering vessel that snapped in two in waters southwest of Hong Kong at the weekend. Twelve bodies have been found in the sea. Health authorities have asked a primary school in Tokwawan to suspend one of its classes after three students and a teacher tested positive for COVID-19. And New World Group says it will try out a four and a half day work week for employees this summer. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. If I said what's on my mind, you turn and walk away. This is the 
Oh, no. 